The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This, this is Cowboys Storylines with Nick Eatman. What is up? It's Cowboys Storyline, and I've got Darren Woodson again. <laughs> yes. Woody, Woody Wednesday. Yeah, Woody Wednesday. We can call it that. Yeah, okay, sounds that good. Means, I like it. Means I like you have it. To, got you a little ring come, to it. That means you have to come here more than a couple times, which is great. <laughs> so busy, flying around all the time. I swear you could still play football if you wanted to. Like, if you really wanted to, you could. There is no way. And you would talk so much trash about me if I got on that field. Never. I'm serious. No, yes, you would. Yes, no. you would. No, no, you, no. Chris, no. everyone. No, no, no. Be bashing no. me. The safeties that they have on this team now, it would maybe be tougher. But back in the day, like even four or five years there ago, was, it was, yeah, there yeah, was, there was a yeah, time yeah, where yeah, like, yeah, are yeah. you sure? I couldn't keep up with these young boys <laughs> like, now. There's there was no probably way. times where you were watching going, I think I got yeah, yeah, I got a shot. Well, it's Cowboys and 49ers. Good week. Good week. Good right? week, man. I, you know, it always has been. Always and, and, and it's the week. Look, every player within the Cowboys organization circled this week. When the schedules came out, I know. It, it, it used to be the same way. <laughs> it was the same way with us back in the day. Sometimes you overlook other games thinking, okay, wait, those are winnable games. And I'm telling you, you get the schedule, you look at it, and you look at every game and go, that's a winnable game, that's a winnable game. Ooh, that one's going to be tough. That's going to be a tight one. And there's going to be a ton of notoriety around this big game. And, and it's a makeup game for the Cowboys. So it's a get back game. Did you guys have some Arizona games back in the day? Absolutely. Absolutely. I can't remember what week it was. Uh, it was. In '92 was the Super Bowl championship year. I think we went 13 and three that Rams. year, and the Rams came in town, mm-hmm. and they were terrible. Mm-hmm. And I can't tell you how bad. I mean, that game was. It was a close game, mm-hmm. but the unexpected was they stayed. You know, they kept on the ball just kept rolling their way for four straight quarters, and they ended up winning that game, man. Yep. And it was that was a tough one. It was a tough yep. loss for us. I remember my dad got me tickets to that game. He was like, yes, Rams, and then a guy named Cleveland Gary. Gary. Cleveland had a day. Dude had a day. Because, <laughs> but, but yeah, that was in every Super Bowl year. Kind of had that. Yeah. Had a game like yes. that. Now, most time later in the year. But um, all right, when we got you for a few minutes. Callers, they love talking to you, so we're going to go right to it here. You know let's how it, it works. Let's go. Albert in Tucson, Arizona. Albert, what's up, man? You're on with Darren Woodson. Good morning. Good morning, Mr. Woodson. Good morning, Nick. Good morning. Um, just uh, two things. Uh, well, first off, um, I just wanted to say uh, thank you to Nick because um, you were the voice of reason last week. I was down on my Cowboys, you know, and uh, you described how the emotional roller coaster of uh, being a Cowboys fan, right? <laughs> Six Flags has nothing on this team. <laughs> That's exactly what you said. Yeah, and yeah. you know it put everything in perspective for me. You know it. it uh, you know I have the tattoo on my arm. Nice. You know, uh, um, and that's why I love my team. Mm. And I just wanted to say thank you for. Um, for uh, you know, putting me in my place and and <laughs> making me you know, yeah, Albert, you're giving him way too much credit, uh, man. Uh, yeah, yeah. All right, All right <laughs> okay. yeah, Albert, okay. I'm starting okay. to sweat. Point. All right, question. You okay. got anything for Darren? Yes, I do. Um, Mr. Woodson, I, I had a front uh, row seat. I, I actually uh, grew up in Tucson, so mm-hmm. not far from uh, Arizona State. You know, the city before. Uh, who was your favorite? Um, team to play and um did you you know game plan in your head just thinking all right you know i'm i'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna face this team and i'm gonna stand out so um 
Thank you very much. Go Cowboys. Thank you, Yeah, that's a good question, Albert. Uh, I would say this week, I would say the 49ers because we had, listen, the 92-93 in the early 90s, they were they were our match. They, they were the ones that we evenly matched up with, and they had some big-time players, Steve Youngs and Jerry Rices, you know, just, you know, and they had a strong defense on the other side as well. Ken Norton ended up becoming over there in 93. But it was an evenly matched game, and it was that, that game. You knew it was going to go down in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Um, we were watching them the entire season on how they were how they were looking, even though they were in the NFC West and we were doing our thing in the NFC East. But you knew it was going to become that head-to-head battle. And that's the game that you better be on point. You better be on point. You better have the right mentality going in there, and it's going to be a slugfest. You know, this is 49ers-Cowboys, like, like you said, I, I this is this is a big battle. It also reminds me a little bit of of Philly Philadelphia early when you got there, ninety two, mm-hmm. ninety three. Yeah. It was almost like he could he had to get over that hump mentally. Mm-hmm. And I kinda wonder if this team thinks that way about the 49ers. Like you have to get over the hump because they're, they're the team that's knocked you off. Absolutely, and, and it's and it's again, it's not just last year. It was the you know the year before as yeah. well. I mean, this the Forty ers have been a thorn in this team's side, and you can't tell me a guy like Dak Prescott, who's seen this defense multiple times, is not thinking, "Hey, I got to get right. over the hump here." And they are. Listen, there's three teams. I look at this this the NFC, and I, I think there's three teams that I can just firmly look at right now and say, "Okay." This is going to be a game. Yeah. Philly's going to be a game. San Fran's going to be a definite game. And then and the Cowboys are a team that, that, that matches up with everybody across the league as right. well. Yeah, those three teams, and they have been really for the last yeah. couple of years. All right, speaking of Pennsylvania, we're going to go to the call here. Jack in Pennsylvania. Jack, you with us? Yeah, good morning. How are we doing? How are you doing, Jack? I'm good. So I got to give a shout-out to my brother, Josiah. He got me hooked on the break when you and you know David Hellman and Derek, you know, yeah. We're a part of that. So we've been lifelong fans, even though we grew up in PA and New York and Maine yeah. a little bit. Um, but my, I want to share my first memories watching a Cowboys game. It's unfortunately not a good one, okay. but it set me up to be a fan for life. Okay. Um, my first memory watching a Cowboys game as a kid was when Romo fumbled the snap cool. on wow. the field goal attempt against the Seahawks. Okay. Uh, so <laughs> I want to get, I want to hear what your first memory of a Cowboys game was Jack, hopefully it's better than mine hold up real quick but, do you know you're on you're on with Darren Woodson I mean I'm not sure you're aware of that are you on with Darren would you have a no, question I, I don't know if you knew that really? you, yeah you are because he you you're on the hold and I don't know if you knew this Darren Woodson's on the line right now what's up Jack yeah oh yeah no. so maybe you have a question for Darren as well I'd hate for you to come back and watch and <laughs> yeah. realize that you did not have this opportunity no. I can answer that question too <laughs> yeah. Jack if you want me to yeah so, yeah, Darren, if you want to answer that, then I'm, Nick, I have a question for you for the offense. And then, Darren, if you want to answer the question for the defense, okay. that would be Go for it. great. So, Let's... offensively, I know we struggled to run the ball against San Francisco in the playoff game. I know a lot of that had to do with Pollard, you know, uh-huh. having that terrible injury. But so I wanted to know, like, from your point of view, what are some ways we can scheme some things to run the ball more effectively, okay. open things up for Dak on that side of things. All right. And defensively, like, they have speed on offense. Like, San Francisco has Debo. They have Ayuk. They have McCaffrey. So, Darren, like, what are some things we can do maybe with, like, J. Ron Curse and specifically scheming him, whether it's maybe him just following Debo wherever he goes or following Ayuk wherever he goes or just um, helping guys out. Um, and one last thing, yesterday uh, you asked who – 
the most underrated Cowboy player is. Uh-huh. Um, and my answer to that right now, he's on the team right now, I love Van Dresch. And I okay. think he gets a lot of hate that's unwarranted. All right. Um, I really think he makes the defense go, and he's really the quarterback for the defense because there's a very noticeable difference in that defense when he's not in the lineup. But I'll hang up. All right. Um, thanks, guys, thanks, for Jack. taking my call. Thank you. Go Cowboys. Thank you, Jack. All right, let's go to your defense question. What, what are some of the things they can do to stop this? Jack, Jack just asked a ton of questions. Look, uh, I would say, look, there. defensively, you got to start with Christian McCaffrey. You have to stop the run. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and all and that's a, that's the whole thing. When you when you look at film and you start putting in the game plan, you can't let the 49ers get you in third and third and three, third and two consistently. So what does that do? You have to stop McCaffrey. Not only in the running game, but the quick screen game. You make make sure he doesn't become the deciding factor. Debo's going to make get some plays. Ayuk's going to make some plays for you as well. It's late on those, but there, there's going to be some guys that they're they're going to have matchup problems with. But McCaffrey cannot be the guy that consistently beats you. I'm putting it on the quarterback. Make the quarterback beat you in this game. Do you know who's leading the NFL in yards on first down? That would be Christian McCaffrey. 49ers. Yeah. 7.1 yeah. yards. Yeah, yeah, and I can see that. That's, so you, you so it's it. really it's, hard. it's not just third and three. It sounds like it's second and three, three a lot of the time. So, yeah. 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 All right, let's go to um, Travis in San Antonio. Travis, you're the next caller. How you doing, Nick? How you doing? You're on with Darren Woodson as well. Awesome. Um, well, I just had a couple things. I I watched uh, Talking Cowboys yesterday, and Isaiah was talking about how the last two meetings uh, we've been physically outplayed, and I don't I didn't really remember that from this last game, so I went back and watched the whole game. Unfortunately, um, but I went I wouldn't watch it, and I don't feel like the first game when they came to Dallas, we definitely got outplayed physically. But I went and watched, and I don't feel like that second game in San Fran we got physically outplayed. I yeah. mean. Um, we had Brock Purdy with happy feet. He was forcing throws. He was he was also you know throwing stuff out of bounds. And so I don't really feel like the second game we got outplayed is physically at least. So I'm not worried about that. Um, and then I also I listened to Shadi's presser yesterday, and he was talking about they do a uh, um, a checkdown drill in practice like every day. And Mike McCarthy gives Dak kind of a code word to make sure he knows where his checkdowns are. And I went back and watched the game just just because I was already watching. I went back and looked at the two picks he had. And the first pick he had, it was like a 15-yard comeback to Gallup where he didn't come back on it. But he had Zeke wide open in the flat. They had a six-man rush and five in coverage. Nobody was guarding Zeke. And it would have been Lenore trying to hit him from a seven-yard head start. So And it was third and nine. So that's kind of like one of those plays where you look at it and you go, I know he was trying to make a play on third and nine, but if you take that check down, I'll take Zeke against or running back against the cornerback to get third and nine. And if not, you're punting it. Um, just play towards that defense. So I think this week, the key to it, I'm glad that uh, Dak is kind of pissed off. I don't mind that, but I do want him to this week more than any other week, remember where his check downs are and just take what San Fran gives you and play to this defense. And, uh, mm. um, Great! It's an honor to be on with Darren, and uh, I just want to see what you guys think. Right. Have a great week. Yeah. These guys are watching focused. their film. <laughs> These guys are focused. I mean, like you know, I know if if I was you know, a fan and I had a chance oh, to man. talk to a Hall of Fame safety, because I'm just going to mm. call you that. Um, 
I would ask a question for Darren Woodson, but but these these guys are focused on oh, the game. Man. We're, we're they the are, man, and that's yeah. you know it's a great analysis as far as you know you know given you know Dak taking what the defense is giving them the dump offs or if they're there. Take those dump offs. Don't try to stretch it mm-hmm. and and force the ball in because you still have a defense behind you. No, they're gonna have to play field position in this game right. as well. It's just not a game that they're just gonna run down, you know, just move the ball down the field. They're gonna have some some lapses. You gotta give San Fran some credit. Bosa's gonna be coming off the edge. They yep. got some guys on defense no that are gonna make their that are gonna make plays, but you have to be able to play all three phases to win this football game. And 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 defensively, again, to me, it, it takes you back to the basics, right? If the ball's out in the flat and McCaffrey's out there, you got to get him on the ground. The corner's got to tackle. Mm-hmm. The linebacker's got to tackle in space. Like it's the, the the most basic things that you could do, uh, are, are what's going to help help you win that game. Because these two teams are like we said earlier, they're evenly matched teams. So it's going to be you know a, a lot about field position in this game. You got guys that just want to go get the quarterback. Yeah. you know, obviously it starts with Micah. So. The screen game seems like it could be really oh, dangerous. Absolutely. How do you, as a defensive player, how do you have that aggressiveness to go yeah. get the ball, but also the discipline? Uh, understanding situations. Yeah. Understanding situations. And this is where film watching comes in, in hand because, you know, if you can really get the tempo and an, a really good grasp of when they like to run screens, maybe it's second and 10, or maybe it's when they're backed up first and, you know, they get, they get a penalty and it's first and 15. When you can figure that out, and then knowing the the quarterback's cadence as well, right? There's there's a lot of little nuances that you can pick up in watching what they do and what they did last year and what they're doing the, uh, this this season to pick up on things. But it's going to be the, again, the game is so evenly matched. I, I can remember, and I'll take you back. I can remember playing San Francisco, and we used to order in pizza okay. during the playoffs. And watch film as an entire defense up until nine o'clock, ten o'clock at night. These are Super Bowl championship teams, right? Yeah. So we kind of knew what we were getting on on Sunday when the game time came up. Just of the week of the forty nine. The week game? of the, not only no, I'm not talking about I'm talking about in the playoffs altogether. In the playoffs during the regular season, yeah, you know we we pick things up and and we figure things out as far as work, work you know, watching some extra film. But it's in these big games when you know that these two teams are going to be the playoff teams. You got to figure out the little nuances about each other, and it and it's the film work leading up to that game that really sets the sets who, the pace. Who pays for that pizza? Uh, the defensive player that makes the most money. <laughs> I'm serious. Really? Serious. Oh yeah, absolutely. So, who, whoever that is, that wasn't you. Up. Those no. early, early on. Right? No, no, hell no. Early not not on. early I was on. Like, but the Ken Nortons of the world, man. There are certain Dion, guys that you pay for pizza. Dion, absolutely. Absolutely. Can't see Dion eating pizza. Oh, he ate pizza. Time. Trust me. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of, you're going to go to Arizona State in this, this week. week. This week. This week. Yeah, Colorado, boy. Arizona State. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's going to be that's going to be a good game. Arizona State, I think, is playing better. Yeah, yeah, they're playing. Yeah, okay. we got to look, watch. Man, we got hey, to go like, to watch a game. I, I'm not how much because I know when I see Dion, he's going to talk a little trash on the on the field. Of course. of course, so I gotta you know be be ready. For That's that. awesome. Can't wait to see the picks uh, from that. All right, uh, back to the phone line. A few more minutes with Darren here. Curtis in Oklahoma. Curtis, what's up? You got it through. Hey, uh, good morning, man. Good morning. So so glad to have Darren on the show. That's such an honor uh, for us to get to have access to him and call in yeah. uh, and hear what he's got to say. So I appreciate that. <clears throat> I'm just I'm so excited for this matchup. You know, um, as Dak Prescott would say, "Here we go." <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. 
<laughs> and, uh, you know, I've called in and I've said it before about this being an opportunity to help you in the postseason as far as uh, positioning. You know, San Francisco probably won't get a ton of losses. Uh, so, you know, you could hopefully maybe get somebody to beat them up or possibly beat them in the postseason, uh, try to get home field advantage. But with that being said, Man, I think you, if Tyron Smith is not 100%, I think you sit him. I think it's more important to have him um, in the Philly games and down the stretch and in the playoffs. So if he's got anything, you know, that he needs to sit for, just go ahead and sit him. Trust in Nadoga. Uh, just roll the dice with that. Right. I think um, you've said before, like, something of our team has to be elite, you know, to get where we want to go. And this week, it's got to be the pass rush. I was watching some of the Brock Purdy play a little bit, and he's had four uh, fumbles this year. Um, so I think that's about one a game. And I've seen a couple times where he threw the ball and kind of like just turns away as he's throwing. And uh, unfortunately, one of them was for, you know, a dime touchdown. So it's <laughs> not necessarily that. But I don't think he's faced, you know, a pass rush kind of like we got. So right. um, that's all I've got, man. I'll let you guys get all back right. to other callers and mm, stuff like that. I appreciate thanks. it. You guys have a great day. Thank yeah. you, Curtis. I will say this. He, I think he's recovering those fumbles, or at least most of them, because I think they only have one turnover in four games right now. Yeah, they're so taking care of the they're football. They're taking care yeah, of, of yeah, the yeah. football. But, man. But, you know, you kind of know what you're getting with a Kyle Shanahan team, right? They like a lot of the play action. They'll, they'll screen you here and there. Uh, they'll take their shots when they get inside, you know, between the 40s. Yeah. You know, a lot of little things, the nuances that, that you can kind of pick up on with, with Shanahan. But what they don't do a lot is they don't turn the ball over, man. No. I mean, they, they know where Purdy's going to know where he wants to go with the football. That's amazing what, yeah. what he's done, and, and just a, a, still a young player. Yeah. That, I mean, that, just perfect for their for their system. All right, let's go to another caller here, Don in San Antonio. Don, you're on with Darren Woodson. Woody, buddy. Hey, Don. I was so sad when you were on the first time, and I couldn't get through to <laughs> say how important you are to me and the Cowboys. Well, um, thank you. Uh, I called the show uh, second day, Don. Uh, Nick, your show keeps growing. You're smooth. Thank you. You got over, got over those jitters you had when it first started. Uh, <laughs> I have some I'm, jitters. I'm, yeah. It was hot. Yeah. Maybe it was just hot out there in Oxnard. I don't know. No. Well, I'm I'm talking about when you were in the studio and oh, first yeah. started taking calls. Yeah, probably. Uh, I feel I feel it feels better. But uh, yeah. the game slowed down, huh? Yeah, game is slowed down. You know, as Parcel <laughs> says, knowledge is confidence. Confidence lets you play fast. So I was a little too jittery. Uh, I don't know. Might have been those drinks I've been drinking. <laughs> What's up, Doc? What do you got? Well, uh, a couple things. Number one, uh, I've have all the confidence in the world in the Cowboys. I think it's going to be a great year. Uh, I agreed with Nate when I heard him uh, yesterday say that uh, this isn't a test; it's a challenge. Uh, I, I didn't think of it that way till he said it, but I agree 100%. Uh, the question I have is, as a fan, 26 years ago, I went to the Hall of Fame with my son. He was 12 at the time. And going through there, if our Cowboys were the Steelers or the Bears or the Giants, we would have so many more people in the Hall. What can we do as fans to get Woody in there, to get Nate in there, to get uh, Everson in there, the people that are being slighted. Yeah, mm. there's. I mean, th- that's the that's the problem. Is there's just not. Thanks, Don. I mean, there's 
there's not something the fans can do. I mean, you you know you you know this more than anything because yeah. you've been you're really close to the process. I mean, it's not a fans thing. It's a Hall of Fame voting committee. And I'll say this: I know you can't say this. Mm-hmm. I'll say this: I think it needs to change. I really do. I think they need to get more people involved. The baseball, I think, has 800 voters, and I think the NFL has like 40 or 50. Mm-hmm. I think it needs to change. I think they need to have more players in, in, involved in the voting process. The players know who a Hall of Famers yeah. are. Yeah. Um, and so it just seems like it's a bias. You got these guys that have to stand up in front of these people, and I, I don't know. I don't. I don't love the process, but I don't think there's anything fans can do. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll recuse myself from that. Yeah, I mean, and, and that stuff. <laughs> and, and I think. I think the way it's going, though, I will say this: the trend. There are safeties that have been getting in. Yeah. They're, yeah. they're getting in, and yeah. and I think it's an order. Charles Haley had to deal with this with pass rushers, yeah. what, like four or five years. Yeah. He got in, yeah. and I think I think you're going to get in as well. Yeah, I, I think so. I think it's at some point, and, and you just said it, Nick. I think they, they finally recognized that the safety position was an important position, yeah. and, and and over time that you start to see guys go in. But, again, you know, there's not much the fans can do, man. No. And I just got to wait it out and, and and figure out, hey, if it's my time or not. Yeah, well, and there's other things too. When people say, well, you know, he's got to get on TV, got to yeah. be got to be visible, got to show that you, you know, like TV. I did you did, years you did 13 of years of that. <laughs> you got to be a good guy. There's not a better person in the yeah. locker room. So no, I don't think that's the case. I think it's the safety position, and I think people are starting to realize yeah. how important it I was agree. because there's guys in the Hall of Fame right now that at safety that. I don't think they were they were as good as you. Hey, and you know hey, that. Hey, well, I don't. I'll, I'll leave You're not going to say that. Yeah. That's what makes him so good. All right, we got to get him out of here. Do you want one more call? Or you got yeah, let's get another. All right, we got a guy, Ronnie in New Jersey. Ronnie, you're on with Darren Woodson. You made it through. What's up, Ronnie? Good morning, mate. Good morning, Doc. And um, I just wanted to say I agree 100%. Darren is a Hall of Famer, whether he's in it or not. Hopefully this is the year that he gets in. Because to me, I, I see, it seems like there's bias towards Cowboys players that were great in the 90s just because we had so many great players. Uh, Steelers had a bunch of great players in their era, and they all seem to have gotten in. I don't know what's going on with the Cowboys. So that's great. Um, Question uh, for Darren. I I don't know how much he's uh, watching the games or this season or not, Mm -hmm. but it seems like uh, our defense, our defense this year, looks a lot like the defense we had back in the 90s. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he agrees with that or not. But uh, as in mentally tough guys, we were bullies in the 90s. <clears throat> we became bullies in the 90s. It seems San Francisco has the bullies these past few years. Who in our offense, in our offense needs to become that mentally tough and, and just guys that are – Bullies like we had Eric Williams for 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 uh, Eric Williams back in the day, mm-hmm. uh, and a couple of guys on the offensive line. Who do you yeah. see that has to step up and be that type of uh, player for us on offense? Because we yeah. have him on defense. Yeah, but well, you Thanks, know, you, 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 great question, yeah, Ronnie. Was, that was a really great. Question. So you had a lot of guys on the offensive side of the ball that were just bullies, man. I know Eric Williams is one who was, you know. No, just nasty all the time. But, you know, Nate was a dog, man. He was a road grader and didn't back down from anyone would talk trash the entire game. And then you had Step, who was perennial pro bowler, and Mark Tuane, who, you know, would fight anybody, and Gogan coming off the bench, man. We just – 
There were a yeah. lot of guys that that just were tough, hard-nosed players. And, and I think this it's kind of the mentality that I see on this defense side of the ball. Like, you have some dogs on this uh-huh. defense, man. You really do. Like, curse. Uh, I'm watching him on the sideline. He's going he's going uh, yeah. hard on people. And then you have, you know, Deron Bland, who's just a player. Just And, of course, Micah and, you know, D-Law. Man, they have some guys that have attitudes that I, that I really like. Offensively, I don't want my quarterback to be that guy. No. He's, yeah. He doesn't need to be that guy, right? I want him to play within himself, but play with confidence, you know, dish the ball out, be a leader. That's what I want in, in Dak. But then on that offensive front, of course, you you know, you got guys that, you know, I'd love to see a lot more Tyron to have a little attitude, pushing guys around a little bit more. But, you know, I I, I like what I see as a, as a whole, holistically as a team. This is a different year. This is a different team. I think their mindset is there. I think they're extremely confident in who they are. Mm-hmm. And I'm getting – look, man, I think this is going to be a great matchup. I don't think that San Francisco is going to go out there and bully ball them. No. That's not happening. Not with this team. This no. team's going to – if there's going to be any bullying, this team's going to be the bully. There was the other day a guy hit somebody out of bounds. It was one of those NFL games that hit him out of bounds. Last like week. Last yeah, week. Sandy, it was, yeah, Sandy. Yeah, sorry. LA Chargers. Yeah, I yeah. do it too. Yeah. I do it too. Um, do, that, do that to Dak and uh, the brawl. watch Tyler Smith and Terrence Steele. Yeah. Nice guys in the locker room. They will fight out yeah. there. I guarantee you those mm. two guys. And Zach Martin the same. I mean, oh, you know, yeah. I'm not Zach's saying. Too, oh, well, yeah. hold up, hold up. Biotish fought more people than anybody <laughs> at training camp. Biotish was mad at training camp. So they got guys that are ready to swing yeah, if, they, if they have to. All right, we're going to take a break. Man, we went a little bit longer than we needed to. I'll be right back, though. Sorry for the guys that didn't get in to talk to Darren, but still stay on the line and keep calling because we'll, we'll get them here after the break. Be right back on Cowboy Storyline. Fall is here, and that means football is back, bringing all the delicious game day foods with it. As you prep for all the big games, tailgates, and watch parties, let Yokiero be your one-stop destination for all things home gating. Yokiero's fresh, flavorful, ready-to-serve guacamole made with real Hass avocados will score taste bud touchdowns as you cheer on the Cowboys. Yokiero's wide range of mouth-watering and versatile products can be found in your local grocery store's produce or deli section. Grab some today. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with pregame sideline access and photo ops with current players, cheerleaders, and cowboy legends. You want to stay at a team hotel, attend the best tailgate party in Texas, tour the star, and talk X's and O's with me, Everson Walls? With Star Sports Tours, you can. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. SeatGeek has your back no matter what kind of Cowboys fan you are. So whether you're a diehard fan or a don't really care fan, a we got them next time fan or we'll never win again fan, a here for the tailgate fan or a first one through the gates fan, SeatGeek not only makes buying and selling tickets easier than ever before, they make just about everything else easier too. So whether you're a here every week fan or haven't been here in years fan, SeatGeek has you covered. Download the SeatGeek app today. SeatGeek, you're taking the great Dallas Cowboys seats. How's Wingstop sound? Crispy, juicy, classic wings. Made to order, cooked to perfection, and sauced and tossed in those 11 soul-satisfying flavors. Paired with hand-cut seasoned fries, house-made honey mustard, blue cheese, or signature Wingstop ranch. And, of course, spicy Cajun fried corn. I think you've heard enough. Get your flavor delivered at wingstop.com. 
Back, back to Cowboys Storylines. Welcome back to Cowboys Storyline. We had Darren Woodson on the line, or actually in studio, not on the line. He was here in studio for 20, 25 minutes or so. Got a chance to talk to a few callers. Feel bad for the ones that are trying to get in. Couldn't talk to Darren. Uh, He literally had to run. When I say he had to run... He was running off to his, uh, he's got a lot of uh, business things going on. He actually said that today is game day for him, for the, some of the things he's got going on with his business. He said, this is like a game day for me. He's, he named off two or three things that he had going on, which makes me wonder, that's how great he is, makes me wonder why you would say, yeah, sure, I'll, I'll, I got I got." 30 minutes, 10 to 10.30, yeah, I'll come on. He really enjoys being on here, enjoys talking to, to the fans. So that's just a credit to him. We really appreciate him stopping by. So let's get to some more uh, callers. Irwin in Denver. Irwin, what's up, man? Hey, good morning, Nick. How you doing? Good morning. How are you? I'm doing great. Uh, it's too bad that I, I missed Darren Woodson. I just wanted to thank him personally because – uh, my daughter was stationed with uh, in the in the Air Force with one of his family members and became very good close oh. friends with her, and uh, we became very close with her too. And my daughter just raved about how nice Darren Woodson was, and yeah. got to hang out, uh, you know, with his uh, son and his family at one of his basketball games and a barbecue and stuff. It was just. It was just really, I just really want to thank him. Well, Erwin, but, uh, call back. He'll, he'll be on, and I'll make sure. I'll get your contact number. And when I figure out when he's coming on again, I'll let you know. We'll make sure you get on, okay? Uh, uh, please do, because we'll do like that. I said, we're, re- we're really friends, good, close friends with uh, one of his family members. Okay. We're, we're in close contact with her all the time. So. All right. So I appreciate that, Nick. Yeah. You got a question for the game? You got uh, What's on I have your a mind? Question. Uh, yeah, I was just wondering, I'm so sad that I missed him. But anyways, how important do you think it is for us to get that push in the middle, our defensive tackles and stuff, Oof. to just put that pressure on uh, uh, Purdy, Purdy this yeah. weekend? Yeah, that's yeah. that's huge. That's always big. Yeah, or, thanks, Erwin, uh, for the call. I think that, that defensive line, that, that, that front, when Hankins is doing his thing, Osa, Gallimore, Mozzie, when they are controlling that middle, and you can say this about a lot of football teams on all levels, but when you when you are controlling that line of scrimmage right there and forcing them to do other things, because if you don't force them to do anything different, they're going to run the ball right down the middle, right down your throat, and you can't do anything about it. Nothing more demoralizing than that. So that's where it starts. It always starts in the trenches. It's a cliche because that's true. That's where it begins. So I think it's very, very important to kind of make sure that that you can get after Purdy. He's going to try to dump it off, try to dump it off to McCaffrey, try to make plays. Uh, you know, you know, with Debo going side to side, that's what makes it so tough. It's that they they actually use the width of the field um, more than than a lot of teams do. So they they really stretch you uh, in that way. All right, let's go back to the phone lines. Kurt in Arkansas. Kurt, what's up? Hey, what's up? Is Darren still there? He is not. He had to run off. Oh, that sucks. I so, think it's a chip. He hasn't gotten in the Hall of Fame yet. Yep, it definitely. We talked about that. Um, he he tried to. He he was biting his tongue on that one. He knows the process, but but I can say it. I can say it. It sucks because you know the Cowboys yeah, are. They've been around sixty five years. He's the all time leading tackler. I mean, somebody's I making know. the tackles. Nobody's made more than him. That's right. What do you, uh, also. I hope I hope the Cowboys uh, go in there playing mad Sunday. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, I've been a fan since 1970 when they appeared in their first Super Bowl. Oh, well, I don't know about playing that. I don't know if that's a good or not. Sometimes you, 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 you don't, you know, you don't focus on what you need to do. You gotta, you gotta be have controlled chaos. That's, that's what's gotta well, be. Well, I don't mean, I don't mean losing focus, mad. I just right. think being mean bullying mad. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I mean, I think I think last couple of years have have bothered them, and especially especially yeah. the way that last game went down, the what what San Francisco did before the game and all that crap with the kicker. Uh, I they, they haven't forgotten that, they, and those guys are still there. They're still on the team. So you know, problem is is the two guys are, the, are their best two players. You know, two of their best players in Williams, Trent Williams and Debo Samuel. Those are the ones that were down there messing with uh, Maher and the kicking snap and all that kind of stuff. There will be something in pregame that will be go down. I can promise you that. There will be some John. There will be some fighting. I, That's I hope I'm... Tobert goes down and de- uh, tries to, to decapitate <laughs> one right. of their returners. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for the call, Kurt. Appreciate that. I yeah, Tolbert as your headhunter. Who who would have thought that one? Who would have thought he's the guy that he wants to go down? But he had a great play in, in the game, and um, you know everybody has a role. Everybody has a role in this game, and it's it's going to be plays like that 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 will determine the difference. Sometimes it's the guys you don't even think about. You don't expect Jalen Tolbert as as your gunner to go down and, and make plays like that. Last year it was um, same same uh, position. It was um, Kelvin Joseph. Went down there and and forced a fumble. They got the ball. Um, imagine this: the Cowboys had some red zone issues, couldn't score, had to kick a field goal. That could have changed uh, the whole game there. All right, Billy in Destin, Florida is our next caller. Billy, what's up? Yeah, hey, I'm a first time caller. All uh, right. I saw the appreciate that. You I saw Randy Gregory got cut today by Denver. I saw that just now. Um, yeah. Yeah, I got a two you know two part question. Can he still play? And would Jerry be interested in maybe re-signing him? Well, here's the question to that. Why did he get cut? That's always the question. Same with Lyle Collins when that all happened too. Why did he get cut? Uh, they just It was just what last year they, they brought him in, gave him a lot of money. Obviously, different coaching staff now. Uh, I understand that. Sean Payton now, different, different staff, maybe trying to go a different direction. But what's, what's the reason? You know, I mean, is it is it football related? Is it is it is it you know he's been in the league now. It's almost what nine years, ten years. hadn't played it, hadn't played nine, ten years worth of football. We know that, but uh, I don't know all the circumstances behind it, and I don't want to speculate. But you know, he can rush the passer. He's a freak of a player. Um, it's just is are there other issues going on? I don't know this. I, I don't. It, it seems suspicious that you would just cut him like that uh, unless he's injury prone or whatever. I don't know all the details. Um, it's not a position of need. I mean, Dante Fowler and 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 Sam Williams are trying to to get on the field, you know, and, and make plays. So I don't I don't know. You always will take great football players, but that one is one where. I, that doesn't seem like that would make sense because, again, I don't know why he was he was cut. Um, all right, let's go to another question here. This is a text question from Denver, Colorado. Um, uh, he said his favorite old school player, Troy Hambrick. Wow, that's <laughs> that's bringing it back right there. Uh, and also his question: What offense positions are the Cowboys favored better than the Forty ers Um, You know that's. 
that's a that's a tough one. I mean, receiver. I think I think they have better receivers, uh, but the, you wouldn't say that about the tight end. You wouldn't say that about the running back. Offensive line. I don't. You. I don't think you would say that. I think it's close, um, but it just also depends on some injuries. And the Niners are going through some injuries. And quarterback. Let's not even go there because because you know Purdy is playing at a level that's perfect for what the 49ers are doing. I don't think if you rank. All the quarterbacks, I don't know if you put Purdy over Dak and all that, but that doesn't matter. That's why those rankings are ridiculous to me because what Purdy is doing for the 49ers is as good as what anybody's doing for the other teams other than you know maybe Mahomes in Kansas City, but he's just absolutely perfect for what they're trying to do. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, old-school player Troy Hambrick, I mean, it got some got some funny stories for about Troy. I don't know if I could share him on the air, but uh, he was just he was just a different guy. He was interesting, and him and his brother uh, Darren Hambrick. But um, yeah, big old big old strong uh, uh, running back uh, replaced Emmett, and you know, and 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 in two thousand and three, and almost had a thousand yards. I mean, he was he was productive, you know, because he was a big guy that 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 could move. Uh, one game against Washington, he he had like 175 yards uh, in that game uh, against the against the Redskins at the time. All right, let's go to the caller, uh, Emilio in California. Hey Chris, I like to, I have two questions: one for the defense and one for the offense. Defensively, do you believe our uh, Kirk will be able to get Debo hit Debo pretty? pretty well to where he's not going to want to go up the middle uh-huh. and offensively do you believe that Gallup is finally coming in on his own and because the last two games I've seen him play very uh play better yeah is this for me or did you want Chris to answer this oh, for you, call, you for you for you called me Chris so no I apologize. <laughs> I'm joking uh, Chris is Chris is our producer that answers the calls producer, sorry. he can answer it though he can answer he can he, he can tell you if Gallup's getting ready or he's down there on the field he almost got ran over by Mike Gasecki the other day good job kind of getting out of the way uh there no he's got a he's got a great view and he's been doing this uh as long as me so uh yeah Debo and Gallup thanks for the call Amelia I'm just giving you a hard time um uh Debo is he's just a freak I mean he's just now he's he's dealing with some injuries now I think knee and ribs uh that he got hurt in week three I uh, played some last week um he's day-to-day didn't have a great game but I mean I'm sure once that game kind of got out of hand you know they're you know the 49ers probably unlike the Cowboys they they pulled some of their guys I'm, I'm joking they pulled Zach Martin last week a lot of people are giving you know the Cowboys uh, some crap for not pulling uh, Micah Parsons there uh, that's probably easier said than done to get him off the field he's trying to get sacks but uh but yeah they they uh Debo didn't do a whole lot he will he'll he'll, he'll be ready I'm sure for this game Michael Gallup last couple games has has been productive and that, that's how we kind of thought would happen you know let's see how teams go uh, and try to cover CD, they're not going to let CD just kill them, um, and and so because of that, that's why you get three receivers that can play because you can't just cover everyone. And if Ferguson continues to make the catches over the middle and and get first downs, that's going to open up guys like Cooks and Gallup even more because those guys in the middle of the field. I mean, that's I mean, that's what Ferguson's doing. He's doing what Dalton Schultz was doing the last couple of years, but he actually a little bit better because he's down the field a little bit more now. Schultz was you know sure-handed and I thought he made some tough grabs that you'd like to see Schoonmaker make and the Hendershot and, and and Ferguson they've all had some drops a little bit but really starting to see the light bulbs coming on 
I think, for um, for Ferguson, for sure. All right, a text question, question from, from Atlanta. This is Zach from Atlanta. Can you talk about development of second-year players, Damone Clark and Sam Williams? Well, Damone Clark is playing more. You know, he's definitely he's starting uh, at, at linebacker. Uh, he's learning from Leighton. You know, he hasn't made those wild plays that you thought that he would make, but but I think that he's 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 fine. I mean, he's he's ahead of schedule from where you know he was last year with that injury. So I think Damone is is on track to to be a really good player. I think the game will slow down more for him, and when it does, he'll speed up. Um, Sam Williams probably the same type of thing. Uh, he his issue is he's just he's got a lot of guys ahead of him. You know, he's just got guys, you know, ahead of him because he can rush the passer and they have him in there rushing the passer. But, you know, to, to get on the field and play more at that position, you have to be a three down player. You have to, you know, you have to understand run defense fits and all that stuff containment. So he's just got guys. I mean, he's battling with Dante Fowler, the third overall pick in the draft in 2015. That, that he's trying to get on the field, too. And, and Doran's Armstrong needs snaps and Tank and, of course, Micah. So that's kind of the issue with Sam. But, I mean, I think they, they like him uh, a lot. All right, another caller, Earl from Richmond, Virginia. Earl, what's up? Earl, are you with us? Dude, Jonathan. All right, how about Jonathan in Virginia? Jonathan, what's up? What's going on, Nick? How you doing? Good, how are you? I'm doing well. I have a couple questions to ask. Well, the first thing is we matched up with the Niners recently in the last couple of years. Do you have any nuggets or anything that comes to mind in the last couple of times that we face them that you want to bring to light just interested in that? And then the second point um, I had is for the Tony Tony Pollard, our running back. It seems to me he's not as as efficient as he was last year. I mean, he would get like 10 carries and have like over 100 yards. Do you feel as though they're using him in the same way? And is that kind of the thought process that we should have had for, like, Zeke when he was here to where the bell cow, not everyone could be Derrick Henry, but um, the bell cow running back kind of has to get some of those carries where you're not going to get much just to keep him honest. Like, is there yeah. anything you want to say to his effectiveness? Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Um, let's let's start with, with that one, with Pollard. Um yeah, this is this is part of the deal. Okay, this is this is it. When you want to make him the, the lead back, that means he takes the hits. And he also he's on the field more. He's also taking more hits. Don't just look at his carries and say that's how many touches he has. He's also getting hit by blitzing linebackers and safeties and taking, you know, more more of that the, the pass protection uh collisions as well. So, you know, he's not a big guy. And and we we've we know this. Everyone can see this this situation with with Pollard and so you know it's it's you know your average is going to go down when it's third and one and you get two yards great job you did exactly what we want you to do you move the sticks your average got hurt as well that's what happened everyone was looking at Zeke's average all the time going well it's not the same as Pollard of course not because he's having to do the dirty work and that's what Pollard's having to do. He's having to do the dirty work. And what does it knocks your numbers down a little bit. He's got a lot more carries. I don't know if he's leading the NFL still. He was last week. I don't know if he's leading the NFL anymore, but he's right up there in touches and, and you know, with um in the entire NFL. That's not something he's used to. So you can say that he's not as effective. He's very effective. It's just that you're, he's doing it more, and and you're seeing his numbers kind of go down a little bit. But I think you know that's that's the nature of it. As for Nuggets on the the Forty ers and all that, I mean, 
I just think that they've been they've been better. You know, the last couple of years, they they came in, they walked into to AT and T Stadium with the boon box two years ago. They hit the Cowboys right in the mouth. They they were not intimidated at all. They didn't care about the Cowboys record. They didn't care that they they just snuck into the playoffs the week before. They didn't care. They walked into AT&T Stadium. They took it right to the Cowboys, and it took Dallas a long time to kind of wake up and finally figure out that this was a playoff game. And and they, you know, they got they got beat. They got pushed around. That second game, they didn't. Um, the second game to me was the fact that one team had a kicker that they trusted. The other team had a kicker that nobody trusted, and that even himself. That was the problem. Robbie Gold was hitting 40, 50 yarders. Maher couldn't hit an extra point. Now, he did hit a couple uh, later in the game, very short field goals, but that was really more of a product of the Cowboys not scoring in the red zone. Um, I just thought it came down they didn't have enough playmakers. But that, but that pregame stuff, you know, that was that was a problem. And they the 49ers tried to, you know, get in Maher's head and all that. And I, I thought that was Bush League that they did. And, you know, they did it on a time when a lot of the Cowboy players were not on the field. It's usually just kickers and return specialists. Trent Williams went out there. Debo went out there to try to send a message. Uh, I'd like to see. I, I want to see if they do that again. I want to see if something like that happens. I know it pissed off a lot of the Cowboy players, but it was kind of too late at that, at that point. But I... I Trust me, there will be some issues on the field there before the game. There's going to be some fireworks probably long before the kickoff. If we can get one more caller, we can. Earl in, in Richmond, Virginia. Earl, what's up? Hey, Nick. How you doing, man? Good. I love your show, and I, I love your insight on the Cowboys and, and the games. Thank you. Appreciate my that. Question, my, yeah, no doubt. My question is that uh, everybody is saying how great the 49ers are. They're a good team. They're not a great team, and they're not unbeatable. So if the Cowboys do what they do best, they will win. And it's time for them to win. Yep. Well, what, what do you think the Cowboys do best? They do best is defense. Yep. <laughs> yep. I mean, that's that's what it looks <laughs> like. They got to yeah, be focused, are, though. They got to be focused. They, they got to be focused. I do, I do agree with you. They are well, uh, a defensive. They're turning to a defensive team. Good yep. offense. Very good offense. Very good offense. The uh, the red zone uh, issue will be will be straightened out because uh, uh, San Francisco is not unbeatable. Yeah, well, we're going to find out. I mean, that's that's the thing. I, I don't think anyone in this league, in the way it's set up, is is ever going to be unbeatable. I mean, I think that that's that's the the nature of the league. But I do think that that they are. I mean, they look great right now. I don't know if you want to call anyone good, great, whatever. I think that they, you know, the Cowboys have been great at times this year. The 49ers have been have been great. And, you know, when it comes to this matchup, we talked about being focused. I mean, if you're not focused for this game, then you will never be focused. I mean, you're just not going to be. So, they'll they'll be ready to go. Um, it'll be it'll, it's going to be physical. It's going to be emotional. Um, and and just who who can kind of withstand that? I mean, I think the crowd will be ridiculous. I mean, the Cowboy fans will be there. This is a regular season game. This has been on the schedule for a long time. The Cowboy fans will be out there. Uh, that only intensifies matchups like this. So you'll, you'll, it'll be emotional in the stands. It'll be emotional on the field, before the game, during the game, all that. Who can handle that? Who withstands the pressure? Who can, can, can you know, focus in on all of these out, outside talk, all this, you know, this is a playoff-type matchup. And who can actually go in there and and get the job done? And we'll we'll find out. This is the greatest challenge the Cowboys have faced, you know, all year. Um, 
We'll see if they're ready for it. But guess what? This is the best challenge that the 49ers have faced as well. I mean, and they know that. I mean, this is there's nothing, you know, there's no there's no hiding that. The Cowboys are are a really good good football team. Uh, the 49ers right now look a little bit better. But that could change come Monday. I can't wait to, to talk about it. We'll talk about it in the next couple of days as well. For Darren Witz, Woodson, thank you so much for coming by early on. He said he can do it on a lot of Wednesdays, so maybe Witty Wednesday can be a thing. Thank you for Chris Beam running the board. I'm Nick Eatman. We will see you tomorrow on Cowboys Storyline. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?